and a warm welcome once again to Nightlight. Back with us on the program is Melvin Vallamparambil. Nice to have you back with us, Melvin. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Melvin, you're originally from India, where meditation is very much a part of the Hindu religion. Tell us about meditation within a Christian context. The Eastern way of meditation is, you know, you're, you're sitting in a lotus position, you're cross-legged, and you sometimes sit there for days and days. Mm-hmm. I know, I don't know what they meditate on, but the meditation that the Bible is talking about is not only just emptying your mind mm. of all worries and all that, and just focusing on Jesus or His Word. But meditation is not just something that you do once in a while or even once a day to find some kind of a peace of mind. Mm. Now that's what Eastern religious meditation is all about. Yes. You try to get some kind of a peace. But we know from the Bible, Jesus has he's already given us peace you know, mm. in, the, in the form of the fruit of the Spirit. And so that's not what we are doing. We're not trying to get peace because peace is already given to us. But meditation in the Bible is the one that I'm trying to teach is about focusing your mind all the time on God's Word or on something that is heavenly, something that is positive. Mm. It's not just, you know, you don't set aside a certain time for meditation, mm. which is good, you know, if you have time. But then if you meditate for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, but then the rest of the day, you know, you're doing something else. Mm. Meditation, whether you, you're doing it positively or negatively, it's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. So meditation basically means you're taking something, a thought, Mm. Or, or a verse or something and you are just going over that in your mind again and again and again till it becomes kind of part of you. And so meditation, you know, from the Bible is like you're just constantly thinking about the Lord or you're taking a verse and you're just muttering it or you're just turning it over and over in your head till it becomes part of your heart. And that's where, you know, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so you see. Mm-hmm. So the thinking of the heart comes from actually you're meditating on a certain topic or a certain thing, a certain fear, a certain uh, peaceful thoughts, whatever you're thinking. Now, again, meditation, you know, we think it as a spiritual aspect of it, and we look at it as from meditating on God's Word, but we are either meditating on God's Word or we are meditating on something else. So there is no time from the time you wake up till the time you go to bed. You are th- going over something in your head all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people say, hey, uh, I don't have time to meditate because I'm working so hard. Mm-hmm. You understand? And I don't have time. But even while you're working, you understand? Say you have a problem with your, with your wife and you have a marriage issue that you know, is kind of giving you a lack of peace or some kind of a concern or fear. Even when you go to the office and you're working in the office, you're just going through that. So it is like you're meditating on that problem, you're meditating on that fear or worry that we might break up, we might have a divorce or whatever. But instead of that, if you'd be meditating on God's Word, and you're thinking like, well, Lord, we have a problem in a marriage, but I know through your spirit, you're going to let us solve it. You understand? You're mm-hmm. going to help us. And see, now you're meditating on the same thing, but you're meditating in a positive light mm-hmm. and not in a negative light. That's what we, we do all the time. And for me, this class actually is very personal because I meditate on things all day that are just garbage sometimes. Mm. It has nothing to do with bringing peace or love or joy into my life. And so meditation 
whether negative meditation or you're doing a positive meditation all the time. What's the difference between meditating and thinking? Well, it's, you know, thinking is a thought that comes into your mind. Now, if you don't use that thought and say, okay, where is this thought coming from? And if you don't cast it out, if it's negative, now that thought, you start meditating on it. Basically, it's like thinking, but on the same topic and focusing on it again and again and again till it becomes an integral part of you. So meditating is kind of like chewing on the yes, thought. Yes, yes. It's like the cow. He, he chews and then he puts it away and then she brings it back and she chews on it. You understand? Till it's really digested. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what meditation is. Now, the thought pattern, we can't stop the thoughts from coming because, you know, Satan can give us thoughts, people can give us thoughts. But what we do with the thought is where meditation starts. Like if you think it for, you know, for just a few seconds and you cast it out, it's okay. But when you start focusing on that through your mind and you start meditating on it, now it conceives in your heart. See, there's a conception. You know, just like when a man and a woman, when they make love, they have, you know, there's a possibility of a baby being conceived. Same thing with this thought. When we take it and we don't filter it through God's Word and we start meditating on that thought, it could be a fear, it could be a critical thought, it could be anxiety, it could be bitterness, or whatever it is, when we start focusing on it, it turns into a meditation. Now we are meditating on it. The same part of our mind that meditates on God's Word is the same part that meditates on fear, worry, and anxiety. Mm. You understand? It's not like you have a part of your mind that you just meditate on God's Word. So if you're not meditating on the positive things, then you're meditating on something that is negative. Mm. And now, whatever you meditate on, there's something called conception. And you start conceiving that into your heart. And now the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so for me now, you know, every time I'm traveling, I'm sitting somewhere, I'm just taking that thought and say, God, is this your thought? And if it's not, I'm just casting, I'm not meditating on it. Because once I start meditating on it, it, it conceives. Mm-hmm. And then in your, in your character, in your personality, and also in your heart, you will start thinking that way. And once the conception is formed, then more or less, that's the way you're going to go. Now, like advertisements, advertisements is nothing but the same thing. They just keep blasting you with posters, with uh, messages on TV, saying that, hey, Coke is the best drink. And sometimes they have these pretty girls in bikinis drinking Coke on the beach. And see, they just drill this into you. Mm -hmm. So when you go into a supermarket, you automatically start going to choose that particular Coke. Mm -hmm. Because, see, it is already ingrained. You have meditated on it. And, of course, you know, we think in thoughts. That's where you have this advertisement. They, They have pictures because everything that we think is formed like a picture in our mind. And that's how we think. And so these advertisements that you see, whether it's on TV or thing, they're just bombarding you day and night with those images and those slogans that just runs into your head. And now you start meditating on it subconsciously, and now it becomes part of you. Mm. And that's how people buy certain cars. You know, you see the certain advertisement, and they just keep going on and on and on. And now when you go to buy a car, that's exactly what you want to buy mm. because it's ingrained in you. But if you go in the Bible, if you go look at Joshua 1.8. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then 
thou shalt have good success. Okay, so in this book, uh, Joshua was just taking over from Moses. And Moses, you know, he was this big prophet. And Joshua, you know, he was wondering, like, how could he fill the shoes of Moses? Mm-hmm. And God, you know, is giving him uh, an advice. And he's saying, okay, if you meditate on the law, of course, in, in his time, it was the law. But for us, it is now the word of God and everything that we read in the Bible. So he says, if you meditate upon it day and night. Mm-hmm. So it's not talking about you know, you take a certain amount of time in the morning to meditate. That is very good because you're starting your day off and, you know, you're having your devotions or you're praying or you're thinking about God. And of course, that's a form of meditation. Mm. But he's saying you have to meditate on the Word of God day and night. And then it says you will have good pros- you know, prosperity and you'll, be go- you'll have good success. And see, that's what's how success comes. But in the world, we are taught that, you know, you need to slave away and make this money and then you'll get a promotion, you'll do this. But we just go to meditating on God's word. And this you can do all the time. Mm-hmm. You're just taking a verse and you're just going over it and over it and over it and day and night. Mm-hmm. And soon that meditation releases that power of that word. Mm-hmm. But just because, you know, sometimes we think if you read, you know, two, three chapters, that means I read a lot. No, but see, the two, three chapters, that's, it's not meditating. You are just reading. But if you just start meditating on that one verse, mm-hmm. day and night, soon you will see a big change in your spirit and in your personality and in your life. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. And with us on Nightlight is Melvin. He's teaching us about meditation certainly seems to be a broader topic than I realized. I mean, I tried Eastern meditation when I was a hippie way back in the early 70s. Just before I met the Lord, I was into transcendental meditation, which was very popular in the UK and America at that time. And they taught me to meditate, if I remember, for two 20-minute sessions, once in the morning, once in the evening. I had to clear my mind and repeat over and over a mantra that they'd given me. If I can remember it, it was, yeah, it was Aying. I had to repeat Aying, 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 Aying for 20 minutes. I know it sounds ridiculous, but, you know, I did enjoy clearing my mind of all the business of the day, all my worries, push everything out except Aying. And it, well, it brought me a measure of peace, but nothing like the real peace I experienced when I received Jesus and realized I could still meditate and clear everything out of my mind except thinking about Jesus. The thing about emptying your mind, you know, the meditation in India, is when you empty your mind, something will fill it. Mm-hmm. Like in India, what happens is when you do that kind of meditation, you have, you know, the negative spirits or evil spirits starts kind of communicating with you. Mm-hmm. And see, the mind cannot be just empty all the time. So, you know, when you got saved and you started meditating on Jesus, so now you have light in your Mm -hmm. mind and not darkness because Jesus is the light. And it says the entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. Mm. So as you let the mind go into the the word of God, it brings light. And so, you know, it is not really true that our minds can suddenly just be empty. Mm. There is something coming in all the time and it's mm-hmm. staying there of course you know even me when i was in india i tried all kinds of stuff like that but it just drove me into more and more of a saddened i didn't have that peace i was looking for mm-hmm. 
Mm. And in sometimes I even got thoughts that were like I knew it was kind of demonic. This was before I got saved and I did all kinds of crazy things. Yes, the time in the morning to meditate is important, mm. but then throughout the day, what are we doing? We are meditating on something. That means we are letting something conceive inside of us into our heart. Mm-hmm. Now if you read uh, Psalms 1 verse 2 and 3 it says but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law that he meditate day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper Okay so here the spirit is still speaking through King David and he's saying exactly the same thing that Joshua is saying in the first chapter of Joshua the same as the first chapter of the Psalms he's talking about the same thing it's it's his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law that he meditated day and night here there's a key you know sometimes we don't meditate on God's word day and night because we are missing that delight mm-hmm. you know we are not delighting in the law of God or in the word of God So when we don't have a desire when we don't have a delight and then we force ourselves to read the word or it becomes an obligation or we think if we read God is going to bless us mm-hmm. now see then you can't meditate day and night you might do it well, you know a few times here and there but if you delight that means you ha- you're having pleasure mm-hmm. you're enjoying chewing God's word you understand mm-hmm. and you're going on it over and over and over and then it says the same thing he said you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water your leaves will not wither you'll bring the fruit in your season mm-hmm. and now this is a beautiful picture you know if you are planted away from the you know the river somewhere up when there's a famine when there's a drought something comes that tree will dry up mm-hmm. but a tree that is next to the river is constantly getting the nourishment from the water and from the soil mm-hmm. and it just stays green and it bring us forth the fruit in his season but sometimes without us delighting in god's word and letting god's word produce that power and everything that we need in our life what happens is we try to force ourselves to read but again in the in the beginning when you're trying to meditate on god's word it takes some effort it takes some labor that means you have to your flesh fights against it mm-hmm. your flesh does not want to delight in god's word you know it fights against that the flesh you know fights against the spirit but if you make a conscious effort to start you know as you get a thought you say no this is not god's way of thinking i want to think on god's way mm-hmm. now i've been meditating on this verse patience uh, chapter 2 verse 2 mm-hmm. that god has raised us to to keep us seated in heavenly places with jesus christ mm-hmm. i mean the more i meditate on it the more god gives me revelations Sometimes I just teach a class on that subject. Mm. But God's word can stand a thousand reading or more. Mm-hmm. So every time you read and you have a desire that it's like a page you're turning even though you got something out of that verse you get something again. And see that's what meditation does it just kind of sucks everything out of that particular verse and it becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. Now people think oh you know the more I read you know the more I'm I'm going to be okay. No it is not how much you read. but it's how much you conceive mm-hmm. that means it has to go in and it has to start bearing fruit mm-hmm. and sometimes you can read a verse and you can just meditate on the verse whole day till god just gives you revelation after revelation after revelation and now it's like you are delighting in his word and soon you you start getting an appetite 
for the word of god mm-hmm. you understand and as as you get an appetite for god's word the other appetites starts fading away mm-hmm. like the before i could sit and watch two three movies in one sitting mm-hmm. on my day off or when i'm not really working i could just just watch movies and just for the for time pass not even so much because i like those movies mm-hmm. but now i'm seeing more and more that you know i take a chapter i take a verse and i just go over it and asking the lord lord what is that and sometimes i take a verse i research it and see what uh, you know how god has led other people to have a revelation on that verse mm-hmm. and then god gives me all kinds of things from just you know reading two or three scriptures mm-hmm. and so see that's what it is our prosperity you know mm-hmm. our success comes from meditating i'm not saying you shouldn't be working but if you're in an office and if you're meditating on god's word i'm sure you'll have success mm-hmm. you'll probably get the next promotion or whatever god wants you to get and see that's what the bible is very clear you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and it's like it's amazing just to have that i mean i travel in tanzania for many many hours in the bus mm-hmm. and they play this music videos on and on and on it's like mm-hmm. you can't take your eyes and mind off those things because it is like so catchy tunes and you know good dancing and stuff but when i turn off and i start meditating just for on god's word it just brings this beautiful you know relationship with the lord it's almost mm-hmm. like the presence of the lord is right there in the bus mm-hmm. and then you just start you know feeding on that that energy that is coming from that particular verse you're doing it nightlight you're listening to an international edition of nightlight shining god's love light to the world so we were talking about how you know you take a verse and then you just let that verse dominate your mind mhm is this what the bible means about praying without ceasing yes that is the only way you can pray without <laughs> ceasing and it's also the way that you know when somebody asked jesus uh, what's the greatest commandment and he said thou shall love the lord thy god with all your heart mm-hmm. with all your mind and see that all your mind aspect mm-hmm. is only becomes possible when you start meditating on his word day and night I mean we might think oh no that is hard then we don't have our own thoughts mm-hmm. no the thing is our own thought is nothing but flesh and most of the time it is carnal and that carnal thinking is enmity with god mm-hmm. and so that was to love the lord with all thy mind is basically meditating on on his word day and night mm-hmm. so now when you take the word and you just let it dominate your mind once you start dominating and you start thinking on every angle of that verse lord what about this what about that you start becoming consumed it's just like if you are not saved and you have you know evil spirits that can possess you and make you do things that you don't even would do in the, in the natural but you know you can be possessed by the spirit of god and by by the word of god you can mm-hmm. take that word and as you start dominating you know you'll start seeing that your actions your behavior the way you talk to people all of that your whole mindset will start changing and that's what is called the renewing of the mind mm-hmm. the renewing of the mind is nothing but you're taking god's word and you're letting it change your carnal mind in that particular area or we do the negative aspect is we take a fear mm. like say we having for students they having mm. exam the exam is coming up they can take a fear and say hey i might fail in this exam mm. and then they let that fear dominate their mind mm-hmm. like say when i was in my high school i was very good in mathematics like usually i would never get below 90% mm. all the time it was like 90 or up mm. and for me math exam is the easiest exam compared to science or biology or whatever just before the exam 
I started getting hit with fear that this time you are not going to make it. Mm. And now, instead of just rejecting that thought, I would let it dominate my thinking. And mm. I'd be thinking of all the scenarios that would happen if I fail the exam. Mm. And my parents had already told me what will happen if you don't pass the exam. You know? And so I started meditating on that fear, even though in reality, I know I could pass that exam. And I, it's not a big uh, thing for me. But fear is such a topic that it will come in. And as you meditate on it, the Bible says, you think of fear and the fear will come upon you. Mm. That is when you're meditating. And now your heart starts becoming very, very fearful. And simple things in life can make you very fearful. Mm. And that's because you meditated on it. Mm. And so when that thought comes, we have a choice to cast it out immediately. Mm. And when we cast it out, now we are not meditating on it. And of course, Satan will come back and try to push that thought back and say, hey, no, you, you are going to fail. But once you cast it out and you take a word, word of God and say, hey, I can do all things through Christ, and you just meditate on that particular mm -hmm. verse, mm -hmm. I can do all things through Christ. And so now your mind is renewed with the fact that through Jesus, you can do anything in life, mm -hmm. you know, as, lo as long as it's his will. And now see, now that's what meditation is all about. Either we are meditating on fear, worry, concern, anxiety, uh, fear of failure, you understand, mm -hmm. oh, we are going to fail. See, all of those becomes part of us and into our personality because we are meditating. Without meditating on it, it does not have the power. Mm. Same thing like God's Word. You know, people sometimes when I teach a class and the next time I start talking a little bit about the class, they say, oh, no, but you had this class, we had this class before. You know, mm -hmm. they always want something that is new. Mm -hmm. But if I ask them, okay, what happened with the class last week? They can't really talk much about it because what, what they did is they took the information that I was giving them. See, my classes will not affect people unless they take that information and they digest it, they chew on it, and they meditate on it, and they go back and they study those scriptures and say, God, how does this apply to me? Mm. Now that becomes part of them. Mm -hmm. You understand? And now their mind is renewed. Yes. But the majority of Christians, they like to hear the word of God. Mm -hmm. And they think, okay, just by hearing, my mind is transformed. It is not. It has to conceive. That particular verse has to conceive in us. And once it is conceived, now it bringeth forth the fruit that it is supposed to bring forth. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, we, we, you know, we go watch TV programs, uh, Christian programs, we listen to radio programs, we go to this pastor, that pastor, Bible teachers, but you're getting so much information. But is that information actually bearing fruit? Mm -hmm. Like Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower, that he went forth and he was sowing the seed. Mm. You know, the word of God is, is very much symbolic to the seed. See, the seed itself does not produce the fruit unless it is in good ground. Mm -hmm. And now that seed will start germinating in a way or conceiving and then the tree comes out and you, you receive the fruit. Mm -hmm. And she said many, you know, 60%, 40%, 100%. And so see, that's a very important point uh, when we talk about meditation is that meditation is so necessary and it's so important because that is how your mind is renewed. Mm -hmm. But people think, oh, the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing. Right. No, it's not just hearing. It's hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's not just one hearing. That means you're taking that and you're hearing and hearing until it becomes part of you. Wow. 
Otherwise, people think, oh, I heard this on radio. Oh, okay, that's good. But it doesn't change them. Mm. And that's where people for 30 years, 40 years, they travel, they pay money, they visit special teachers, you know, evangelists, but their lives are not producing that, that fruit. Right. Because they're not chewing on it. Right. They're not, you know, meditating on it mm -hmm. day and night. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, I can guarantee you, because the God's Word says, you will have success. Wow. Do you understand? You will be a new person. Your mm. mind will be changed. And now the attacks of Satan through evil imaginations, you understand, mm -hmm. is much less compared to before. Because Satan fears a man whose mind is renewed through the Word of God. Because now his tricks of fear and giving us thoughts of uh, discouragement and despair and uh, depression, you understand? Now, I believe with all my heart, a Christian who's meditating on the Word of God day and night cannot be depressed. Mm -hmm. Because depression, you know, of course, they say it's some imbalance in your, in your mind and all of that. But basically, it is someone who is just thinking and meditating on a loss mm -hmm. she had or he had on something that, oh, I'm useless, I'm nobody, you understand? Mm. And now depression sets in because it's chronic negative thinking. Yes. And it's like they're thinking about it day and night. One of my aunties, you know, she lost one of her sons uh, who was, you know, somebody that she loved very much. And for months and months, she had this picture of him in a dark room mm. and he, she lit candles. And yeah. every hour or so, she would go into that, room mm -hmm. and just weep and weep not just for one or two days you know there's a time to mourn but this is like and she started getting depressed yes and even the setting of the room was so gloomy yes you understand and nobody could talk her out of it because she was meditating on the loss that she had blaming god blaming others and you know just going into a big 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 depression gosh See, she can snap out of that. Yes, you know, she's, her heart hurts. Her son is, you know, son died and there is, we all feel hurt. And there is a time for that. But if you cross that time and you just keep going on mm, and on, mm, you know, wallowing in the depression, mm. now other evil thoughts and evil spirits can come and start giving you more and more uh, thoughts about committing suicide, thoughts about this, you know, you stop eating, you start getting sick. See, all of that is the fruit of meditating on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're meditating on death instead of meditating on, on life. You know, I want to repeat it again that the Word of God will not renew your mind mm -hmm. just by hearing it. That's information you're getting. Mm -hmm. But what you do with that information is by meditating on it, chewing on it, digesting it, and letting its power consume you. And now your mind is renewed. And when your mind is renewed, the Bible says you are transformed in that particular area where your mind is renewed. Inspiring you to dig deeper into God's Word. You're listening to Nightlight. Melvin, if someone listening to the show right now wants to start meditating in the way that you've been teaching, what practical steps can they do to begin? You know, each of us is a different you know, verse that we need. You know, there's nothing like you have to take particular verse and do on that. It's like, see, when you're going through something in your life, the Spirit of the Lord really wants to help. And so what happens is when you take a verse or you, you know, you read a verse that you're familiar with, you just take that particular verse and you start meditating on it. 
you write it down, you put it on your, like I have uh, Dr. Sam and Grace that I've been teaching. When I go to their house, their walls, like in the bathroom, is plastered with all those verses that we've been going through. They even hang verses in their, in the living room. It's like, it's just reminding themselves of that particular verse. You know, when you're sitting on the toilet, you know, you, you have some time, so you can be meditating on fears and worries and finances, or you can look at the verse and just keep repeating the verse and say, hey Lord, what more you have for me? See, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a particular verse, but if you're going through something, like for example, you're going through a fear, you can take Second Timothy 1.7 and say, hey, you know, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mind. Now, once you start taking that verse and splitting it up and, and taking it in sections, and you say, hey, God has not given me the spirit of fear, so this, this spirit is not from God. And now I can reject it. And then you start thinking about the power, the spirit of power that God has given us, the spirit of love and a sound mind. Now the sound mind is where all of this thing happens. If your mind is not sound, that means not peaceful, it's not at rest, then your mind is worrying, fearful, bitterness, whatever it is, all the negative aspects. So you can take that one verse, you can meditate in a day and night till it becomes a part of you and fear has no more such a control over your life. You know, it starts fading away and now you start seeing when fearful thoughts come, you're automatically casting it out and say, hey, I don't need that thought. Mm. So you can take any verse and you can just start, but don't go into, you know, all the Old Testament books where it is, you know, certain scriptures are not fit for us as we are born again now mm. through Jesus Christ. So you can take that verse and you can start meditating and it, it takes work. You know, it's not automatic. In the beginning, it takes work. But as you do it, you will start getting a hunger. Mm. Your appetite starts increasing. You understand? Mm -hmm. And now you will start getting more and more verses and you start meditating and each of those scriptures has so much power to renew your mind. Mm -hmm. And once you renew your mind, now Satan doesn't have a hold in that particular area of your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, you know, I suggest that's how I started. I don't know how it works for other people, but you just have to pray and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you exactly where you should start mm -hmm. and what you should be start meditating on. Mm -hmm. Inspiring draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. We are going to Psalm 19, verse 14. It says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Oh, wow. So here... Uh, the psalmist is saying, let the words of my mouth. Now, of course, the words of a mouth is usually coming out from what you've been meditating on. Because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, mm -hmm. the mouth will speak. And so if a heart is being, you know, filled with all kinds of negative thinking and fear and worry, it will come out. You know, when you're talking to your friends, you will start talking about things that are going to go wrong how you might miss the flight or how you're going to lose your job. Like, for example, if there's 40 workers in a in an office mm -hmm. and uh, the management says, okay, we are going to, two people are, we are going to let them go because we can't have, you know, 40, we only are going to have 38. Now, a normal person whose mind is not renewed, even though he's born against Christian, he starts thinking that it's going to be me. Mm. You understand? I'm going to be a, one of the two. 
And then your mind starts going into, oh, yes, I've been late two times this month. You understand? Mm. Yes, I didn't finish that particular assignment on time. So I'm, I'm sure it is me. See, you're meditating on defeat already. Now, why don't you meditate and say, God, I'll be part of the 38 people because Jesus, you're with me. Why don't you meditate on the 38? But see, a carnal mind will go into how we are programmed our mind to think. Mm -hmm. And so we automatically start thinking, hey, I'm going to be the one that is going to be kicked out. Right. Now you start talking to people. You come home, you tell your wife, you know, they're going to lay, down, lay out two people. Two people are going to be fired. And now I think I'm going to be the one. Now you're passing on your fear, you understand, mm -hmm. onto your See, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Mm -hmm. And here the psalm is saying, let the words of my mouth, the words of our mouth comes because and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O mm -hmm. Lord. And so there are some meditations that are not acceptable mm -hmm. in the sight of God. Yes. So not all meditation, the meditation that's acceptable, we read in Joshua 1 and in Psalm 1. That meditation is meditating on the word of God day and night. Now, it might sound funny when I talk about this two employees that are going to be going to lose their job. Right. But see, we think like that most of the time. Yes. We, we think that way. I mean, I used to think like that chronically. That was my, my way of thinking. Even though I knew the Lord was going to do something good, like when we were in India and we were coming to America, there was so much legal paperwork we have to do. And every time I was always thinking negative, thinking like, oh, they might reject it. They might mm -hmm. reject it. Of course, God had mercy and it came through. But I spent almost two months stressed out, sick, because I've been meditating on something that I've been used to doing all the time. But now I don't. Mm. Like even if you're the two people that are going to be fired, you can be thinking positive. Lord, even if that happens, I know you have a plan. You're going to give me a better job. Mm. See, now you have a sound mind. Otherwise, you're going to communicate that same fear, that same worry, that same uh, future failure to everything. And see, now it conceives in you. Mm. And soon your heart will start attracting all those kinds of fears. Mm -hmm. But here it says, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Mm. And see, that's how we need to be looking, Lord, this thing I'm meditating on, is it right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just meditate on imagination, nothing real. We just start thinking, oh, I'm riding the bicycle, you know, and the front wheel fell off and I had an accident. See, it's not real, but we let ourselves think in a negative way. And now as a man thinketh, a heart will start conceiving that particular uh, thought pattern and a mind, you know, instead of being renewed, a mind gets darkened. Mm. And instead of being transformed into a person of light, we get transformed into something that is very, very negative. Bringing you peace in the midst of the storm. You're listening to Nightlight. We're going to go into 2 Corinthians chapter 10, mm. verse 4 and 5. That verse is, is so important for our meditation because it gives us clear guidelines on how and what we should be meditating on. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. <laughs> and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Yes. 
Okay, so now here in the New Testament, it's just repeating exactly what Joshua and uh, Psalm 1 was talking about, but he's giving us more details. I mean, I talked about it, you know, in a couple of my classes, but God has given us weapons, spiritual weapons, and that's what he's saying, for the weapons of, of our warfare. So it's not God that is renewing your mind mm -hmm. just like that. We have been given certain weapons. That is the word of God. And he says, these weapons are mighty through God to pulling down of the strongholds. And where are the strongholds? The strongholds are in our mind. Yes. Because we've been thinking a certain way. We've been meditating on fear or worry or whatever way, you know, discouragement. Now, Satan has a stronghold in your mind and in my mind in that particular area. And so when you have a stronghold, that means the enemy has easy access. You're not resisting those thoughts. So he has that stronghold. But even if you have allowed Satan to build that stronghold through your negative thinking, God is saying, I have given you weapons that you can use to pull down that stronghold. Mm. And once the stronghold is gone, now you have a chance to start meditating and building God's strongholds in your mind. Mm. Just like you can have a negative stronghold from Satan, you can have a positive godly stronghold it's like a fortress a stronghold is a fortress that the enemy cannot access mm -hmm. but see you have to build it through meditation you have to take the word of god and build it and you need to cast out the imagination that is negative that's mm -hmm. exactly what it is this is the answer to most of our trouble because we don't cast it out that thought when it comes it's negative and we meditate on it now we build a stronghold and a stronghold takes much more warfare to get it down but sometimes people say oh i'm going to run to the faster and faster is going to pray for me and my mind is going to be free of fear right no faster can pray but god says god's word says you need to renew your mind you might get a temporary release from that thinking but mm -hmm. as soon as you leave the church you'll get hit with that again so you have to use the weapons of warfare and cast out that imagination and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. So that imagination is the negative thinking. You can cast it down. And every other thing means, you know, you try to cast out a thought, maybe a wife or your husband mm -hmm. or your, your son. So somebody will come and say something that is not according to God's word. Mm -hmm. See, that is everything else. So your own thoughts and even thoughts and words that other people give you, if it's not according to God's word, you just cast it down. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it says bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, that looks like a big, huge amount of work. But, you know, when I teach this class, I tell people that, you know, try to catch 10 thoughts a day. Mm. Start with 10. Yes. The next day, start with another 20. And sooner or later, at the end of the month, you're mm. casting out so many thoughts yes. that are negative. And yes. you're meditating on good thoughts. Yes. And that's what the Bible says, you know bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Mm. That means you have to capture it and decide what you're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. You're going to cast it out or you're going to meditate on it. Mm -hmm. So the minute you start meditating on it, now that thought has power. Mm -hmm. You know, either your mind is renewed by the thought, mm -hmm. if it is God's word, or your mind is going to be darkened mm -hmm. by that particular thought. Right. And it's your choice. You have to bring it into capture. And once you start practicing it, you see the Holy Spirit will start reminding you, hey, mm. that thought is not from God. And the Spirit is waiting, but you have a starting point. You have to start. Mm. 
right. and put your effort into it. And now mm. the Holy Spirit starts helping you again and again because you've been callous to the voice of the Spirit. Mm. So now when you make mm. an effort to say, no, this is not from God, now the Spirit starts reminding me. Now I, I mean, the Spirit reminds me all the time, hey, Melvin, where are you going with the thought? You know the end result of the thought, so now I cast it out immediately. I'm not arrived, I'm learning, I'm growing, and but the journey is amazing. You know, it is even though you put that effort, the fruit and the result that you get from it is so much more. Your mind is now sound. It's at rest and it's at peace. And so that is a bit about imagination. Again, imagination is, you know, the Bible is talking about, it's about conception. That means you're conceiving something. The thought that came, and as you start imagining it, that means you're putting a picture into it. And now as you put a picture, that's what you're doing. You're meditating. Mm. And sooner or later, either it's acceptable by God or it is not. And if it's acceptable by God, the words that come out of your heart will bless people and not curse them and pull them down. But if it's not acceptable, those words will come out of you and cause discouragement or some kind of a negative emotion in people's lives. The final thing is, you know, we are going back to the fact that even your relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, we say so much, we say we love Jesus, we do this, we do that. But the fact is, this is where you start experiencing that relationship. Mm -hmm. Because we can't feel Jesus physically. It is all by faith. And the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And so even your relationship with Jesus Christ, it starts changing and becomes more intimate and your relationship grows as you're meditating on God's word. Mm. Because the Bible says Jesus is the word of God. And so when you are meditating on his word day and night, you're just allowing the presence of God, of Jesus, to just start becoming part of you. And that mind of Christ, the Bible says, which is in you, becomes possible when you start meditating on his word. Now the mind of Christ starts flowing into your carnal mind. Mm -hmm. And now it pushes out the carnal mind, the carnal way of thinking, because it's enmity with God. And the Bible says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit, because mm -hmm. foolishness. The reason it is because when we are meditating on carnal things or carnal thoughts, fear, worry, you cannot receive the things of the spirit, mm -hmm. either one or the other. For me, my relationship with the Lord has grown so much just by starting to meditate on his word. I'm not doing it day and night, but I want to do it day and night. But the more I'm doing it, I'm experiencing the fruit of it. And thank you so much, Melvin. By the way, there are many more classes by Melvin on his SoundCloud page, where he posts a new class every week. You just have to search on SoundCloud for Melvin Van Amparambil. I'll include the link below. And if the podcasts, devotionals, or audiobooks that you hear on this channel are a blessing to you, please do share them with others and help our channel grow. This is Chris Glynn signing out. Looking forward to the next time. God bless you. Bye for now. Thank you.